0: Hello and welcome to the Sincere Yogi Podcast, a podcast for yogis just like you who are seeking more from their yoga practice that you can't get in your average studio class. My name is Sarah and I'll be your host. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sincere Yogi Podcast. We're keeping up with our theme of Season 2, discussing all things asana, moving on to restorative and yin yoga practices. I already alluded to this in the previous episode when I talked about slow flow style classes and vin to yin style classes in terms of the different styles of vinyasa yoga. So this will kind of complete that idea of what vin to yin is as we dive into these topics today. There's a lot to go over in terms of yin yoga and restorative yoga, and I have to admit that I didn't know that much about restorative yoga in terms of its history, I guess, or its founding. I didn't really know where it came from. I just knew various postures from restorative yoga because of my teacher training. I was very lucky to have a 200-hour teacher training that reviewed different styles of yoga, including yin, including restorative, so that not only were we well-versed as teachers in case we ever got called to sub a style of class that maybe we don't teach as often, at least we're familiar enough with it to sub one or two classes here or there if need be. Not only that, but especially styles like yin and restorative are great to study further and a complement to other styles of asana practice as well. So I personally practice ashtanga yoga. Every now and then I'll do a power vinyasa class. But if I'm going to take a class elsewhere, I usually participate in a yin yoga class or a restorative class. For me, it's a great complement to all of the hard work I do in my Ashtanga practice and it allows me to slow down, reground, and rejuvenate as a more active rest. So while yin yoga and restorative yoga are two different practices, they do have different philosophies and a different background in terms of where they came from, where they originated. There is a lot of crossover between the yin yoga postures and the restorative postures here. The main reason is that yin yoga is inherently a little bit more restorative in nature than something like a power vinyasa or even a slow flow yoga class. Both yin yoga and restorative yoga work more passive postures in the body. Oftentimes, these postures are heavily supported with props in order to create space for more blood, energy, and oxygen to reach your muscles, to reach your connective tissue, and reach the internal organs. They do differ in terms of the approach of asana despite those similarities, and they do have various cultural influences between the two. They're very similar, but it is important to note their differences as well. So in yin yoga, yes, you're working more passively in your body. You're working passively in your muscles so that you can soften into the deeper connective tissues—the tendons, the ligaments— focusing on the major joints of your body. So think hips, shoulders, spine, knees. These are the places that yin yoga targets on a physical level. Now in yin, you work with gravity and you work with the weight of your body to place healthy tension and compression in these spaces. Yin yoga postures are held anywhere from 3 minutes to 15 minutes. And Even though they're more passive, it still can present some intense experiences or sensations. The first few minutes a yin yoga posture is held, you're working on softening the muscles and moving into the muscular tissue. When the muscular tissue starts to give, after a few minutes, you then move into the connective tissue—the tendons, ligaments, the fascia that connects the bones, that connects the organs, and keeps everything held together. These tissues are tougher than the muscle tissue themselves. They're more taut, and when you place compression or tension in healthy amounts— over time, very gradually in the way that yin yoga does. You start to open up these spaces, creating more mobility, inviting synovial fluid into the joint, and overall maintaining or even increasing your body's mobility. And you can see the benefits that might have on the joints and on those connective tissues in your body. Restorative yoga is a little different, Restorative yoga is based around Iyengar methodology in terms of alignment and its use of props. So in Iyengar, we already talked about how Iyengar yoga uses props a lot in its practice to find that proper alignment and to help students build strength and mobility leading up to tougher postures. So Iyengar yoga postures are held for a little longer so that you can really refine the structure of the asana that you're in, and of course, find your breath once you're in that asana. Iyengar yoga can still be very challenging because it is a slower pace. You are building that slow response muscle over time, and it can become a very strength-based practice still in the end. Now, more often than not, because it's so accessible, it's very much so a beginner-friendly practice when it's offered in studios today, at least from my experience seeing Iyengar on a class schedule. All of that holds true for restorative yoga, except we're working with passive postures. So in yin, where you work with gravity and the weight of your body, restorative yoga, you're not really pushing yourself to go much deeper. Yes, you hold postures for prolonged periods of time, but it's to help redirect that energy in your body, to help create space, to capture that attention with your breath, and to tune in Into the more subtle experience of yoga asana. With the gentle openings, with that awareness of breath, that softness of the body, you move into a more relaxing state in your nervous system. And this can have increased benefit on things like blood pressure, stress, anxiety, heart rate. So when we move into a more relaxed state within the nervous system, our body has the ability to rest, digest, and repair. And that's where it gets that name of restorative yoga. It's very much so restoring balance to your body so that it can function at its most optimal ability. So this means if you're sick, if you're stressed, if you're overwhelmed, restorative yoga is a great practice to turn to in order to reduce those feelings of anxiety, to reduce feeling so lethargic when you're sick, maybe help clear the sinuses depending on what postures you do, and help improve your overall energy and mood. Now that can still hold true for yin yoga as well. Now, restorative yoga gets its philosophy from Iyengar yoga, which is ultimately a form of hatha yoga, and yin yoga gets a lot of philosophy from hatha yoga, but also from Chinese medicine. So there's a few subtle differences that are also comparable amongst yin and restorative yoga in terms of the inner workings of the yoga asana. In yin yoga, you're working with the meridian system, which is the Chinese medicine pathway within the body for energy. Various meridians connect to various organs in the body, and when these points are stimulated, either through acupuncture or in this case the gentle compression or tension that yin yoga places on these points in the body, those internal organs and systems are stimulated as well. This can lead to a clearing of energy within those channels, which once again allows these organs to function at their most optimal level. Now, in restorative yoga, we work with the nadis. The nadis are the energetic pathways for energy in terms of hatha yoga. The nadis very strongly correlate to the nervous system, the same concept of nadis being pathways for energy within the body. Now in yin yoga, this energy is called qi or qi because it follows the Chinese medicine philosophy. In restorative yoga, this energy is called prana because it follows that hatha yoga philosophy here. So you can see the similar principles, but slightly different approaches in how we work with the body. But how you work with the body can have very similar effects and outcomes. Another thing I would like to point out is in my experience of restorative yoga, it was never intended to open up the body in terms of dramatically increasing one's overall flexibility. Sure, you might get out some knots in the muscles, some tension, but it's not going to make your hips super open the next time you take pigeon pose. Yin, however, because it targets the tougher, deeper connective tissues, that's where we hold on to a lot of habitual tension here. So when we work with the body in yin yoga, there is an increase in overall mobility, both passive as well as active flexibility. Both yin and restorative do work with the subtle body systems, so because you are holding postures for longer, because you are sitting with your breath, and because it's very passive, you don't always have the luxury of that physical exertion to draw your focus into your body. That's where the power of the breath comes into play, and the power of choice choosing to listen to the breath rather than run away with the thoughts. If you're not one for sitting still for long periods of time, yin and restorative can be somewhat agonizing. And I know because I did not love yin or restorative when I learned them in my teacher training. In fact, when I got hired on as a teacher, one of the current teachers who had taught a yin yoga workshop for the teacher trainees started taking my slow flow yoga classes. She was super sweet and very authentic. I really admired how she showed up totally as herself in all of her classes. Now, I did not like yin yoga, but because this teacher had supported me and came to my classes, especially when I was first starting out, and really helped me with my confidence as a teacher, I wanted to support her and repay the favor by taking her classes. And I don't even know if she knows this, but I hated yin at that point in my life, but I stuck it through because I liked her, and I'm very happy I did because it definitely taught me a lot about mental restraint. As a, what, 19, 20-year-old, as I was doing my teacher training and diving deeper into my practice I really enjoyed more active styles of asana. I wanted to work. I needed that physical exertion to focus my mind. I was living off of coffee and not enough sleep, and that's just what you need at that point in your life. Now that I am older and now that I am more busy and I am more physically active outside of yoga with hiking and climbing... I really, really value my yin and restorative yoga practices. And once you kind of get over that initial mental hurdle of sitting in a posture for long periods of time, that's when you start to dive into the deeper aspects of the asana. You start to dive into your breath, you start to listen to the beating of your heart, you start to tune into what's occurring beneath your skin. And in that sense, you start to Pull your awareness towards the subtle body systems—the energetic body, the emotional body, of course the physical body, but how these things relate—the intellectual body, the choosing not to run away with your mind, the pulling yourself back to that quiet space of stillness deep within— And that is really the true art of yin and restorative yoga. And if you're interested in learning more about the subtle body systems, the emotional body, the energetic body, what these practices of asana, pranayama, yoga nidra, what they do on a deeper level, go ahead and check out my audio course on Insight Timer all about the subtle body systems. It's part theory, part practice. The theory portion is very similar to a podcast discussing the theory of nadis, of chakras, of pranayama, And then putting these theories into practice with the Yoga Nidra, with the guided meditation, and with the pranayama exercises. So, if that interests you, Insight Timer is a totally free app. If you do pay for the premium subscription, which is a little bit of money a month, not a whole lot, then you do have access to. All audio courses and premium content for free. Now, I'm not sponsored by Insight Timer, but I do work with Insight Timer to host things like live classes, guided meditations, and these audio courses. So that's where a lot of the deep dives and application of the information that we talk about here gets put to practice. So go ahead and check that out. If you don't have a premium membership, then you just pay for each course separately. And of course, I do have free classes and free guided meditations as well. So go ahead and check that out. I will link the audio course and then I'll link my Insight Timer profile below so you can check out when I'll be on next teaching yin yoga. So that's predominantly what I do in that space. Okay, so let's recap some of the differences between yin and restorative yoga and some of the similarities before we head off. And I think I'm going to have another episode about the history of yin and restorative yoga and a little deeper dive into their respective philosophies. I don't know if they'll each get their own episode, but I guess we'll see what's to come. Now, yin and restorative yoga are both inherently restorative because they are passive postures. They both often use props. There's a focus on the breath and a focus on creating space in the body for fresh blood, oxygen, and energy to flow, which overall aids in your body's balance. Now where they differ is that yin yoga is based in Chinese medicine, working with the meridians, working with different pressure points in the body, and working with the joints, the tendons, the ligaments, the connective tissues here. Restorative yoga is based in Iyengar, which is based in Hatha yoga philosophies. In Iyengar yoga, there's a heavy use of props in the same way there is in restorative, but restorative yoga holds passive postures. The postures are very much so supported, and we're not seeking to reach our maximum in the posture like we are in yin yoga. Instead, focusing on the breath, focusing on the nervous system. The nadis, which are the energetic pathways in restorative yoga, correlate with the nervous system, correlate with the chakra system, and do differ in their mapping. So the nadis don't directly correlate with the meridians in the sense of location in the body. Now in restorative yoga energy is called prana and in yin yoga it's chi or qi but these are referring to very similar concepts which is that energy that all giving life energy that conscious energy in the body Both yin and restorative work with the different layers of the body, diving into the subtle body systems, but that only happens when we have the mental restraint to go within, which is very hard for some people. Some people need that more fast-paced, fast-moving asana to get out of their head and into their body. Now, what's unique about restorative and yin is because we're not exerting so much physical energy on what's happening with the muscles and structure of the body, you have more energy to explore internally and access that emotional, energetic, intellectual, and intuitive aspect of your body a little easier In comparison, you can hold your attention in those spaces for a little longer, at least in my experience of yin, restorative, and other more active styles of yoga. So these are all things to keep in mind as we move forward, and now that you have a better understanding of yin and restorative, that slow flow or vin to yin style of yoga that we talked about in the last episode regarding various styles of vinyasa starts to make more sense. If you didn't listen to that episode, I highly recommend going back and tuning in if not, I will see you next week when we discuss more about the history and more about the philosophy of yin yoga and restorative yoga practices. Thank you for joining me on the Sincere Yogi podcast. If you want to deepen your yoga and meditation practice, check out my workshops and master classes on the Playbook app or join my guided meditation series on Insight Timer. If you just want to stop by, say hi, and see what's up, you can find me at The Sincere Yogi on Instagram.